and welcome to the Frog Flicks historical movie podcast. Historical costume movie yes, podcast. that too. Yes. <laughs> because I'm Tristan L. Bass, and that was... Kendra Van Cleef. And we are we're here with... Sarah Lorraine. And... <laughs> Not to be confused with Sarah Goodman. Indeed. <laughs> and we that's an interesting yeah. thing, because we are here at CostumeCon 26 in San Jose, California, in front of a live studio audience. All right, first ever. And we are very excited about that because instead of doing our normal everyday podcast where we watch a movie, we haven't watched a movie. We've been too damn busy getting ready for this con. And we are playing a few games, do a little trivia, in, and you get to hear other voices instead of just us three. So, if you, that's not what you tuned in for, sorry, try again later. <laughs> Before we jump in with some games and trivia and things, and prizes, oh, sorry, those of you listening don't get prizes, we're going to go straight to the uh, top ten list, with apologies to David Letterman. Straight from the home office in my iPod comes the top 10 favorite historically inaccurate costumes in historical movies. We start with number 10, number 10, the green velvet drapes dress and gone with the wind. <laughs> I just saw it in the window and I had to have it. <laughs> Sorry, Carol Net. Number nine, number nine, the kilts in Braveheart. <laughs> All the better to moon the English with. Number eight, all those punky pastel wigs in Amadeus. Oh, we're rocking the Amadeus. Number seven, Satine's gray wool suit in Moulin Rouge. It's, it's the one time she's all dressed up and covered up, but she's still Nicole, Ted, Nicole Kidman, and she's so sexy. Uh, number six, Eliza Doolittle's giant black and white ascot hat. So big it needed its own agent and handler. <laughs> Number five, Queen Elizabeth I armor in Elizabeth, the Golden Age. Mm. <laughs> Number four, all of Drew Barrymore's dresses in Ever After. <laughs> Turning Italian Renaissance into every girl's princess fantasy. Number three, Lucy's wedding gown in Bram Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> Big pre-Raphaelite frilled lizard thing. Number two, the black and white Sleepy Hollow gown. Oh, yeah. Tim Burton, every girl's, every goth girl's wet dream. And of course, number one, number one, the powder blue Converse high tops in Marie Antoinette's. <laughs> yes, indeed. Oh, yes, yeah. aging new waivers with good eyes and a sense of humor. So, our first game. And who do we have to play our first game? We have Katie. Would you come on down? Come on down! Katie Van Camp. She's wearing a fabulous Tudor gown. Made by fabulous Sarah Lorraine. You're going to sit over, sit over sit in the hot seat and... Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, Introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Katie Van Camp. And um, I'm a... Yes, dressed as a Tudor gown that Sarah Lorraine made and I am a flight attendant when I'm not masquerading in fancy clothes. And what kind of fancy clothes do you like best? 
pretty, pretty princess dress. <laughs> and what's your favorite costume movie? My favorite, oh gosh, do I have I to know. pick this Okay, one? you're not, just for right now. For the moment. Oh, for the moment. You can oh. change your mind later. Oh. What comes to mind? Actually, Marie Antoinette, probably because it was just mentioned, but it's a really great <laughs> one for yeah, just yes. sitting and watching all the pretties. Yeah. Pretties. Oh, Costume right. corn. Yes. All right. <laughs> awesome. Well, wonderful. Thank you for joining us here, Katie. This game is called, Who's the Frock Flicker Now? In this game, one of us three will impersonate a famous movie costumer or historical figure known for fabulous clothes. Based on the quotation, you'll guess what famous person we're talking about. <laughs> Uh-oh. Don't worry, you get a prize whether or not <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so we'll start with Kendra. All right. Come dress my hair, Leonard. I must go like an actress. Exhibit myself to a public that may hiss me. Now these were the words of a queen famous for her extravagant hairstyles. Who could it be? Uh, that one was really easy. That's Marie Antoinette. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of which. Yes. <laughs> well, we got to ease you into these things. Okay, you know? okay, okay. This gets right. harder. It gets oh, harder. Okay. All right, another one from Kendra. All right, the designer... Quote, went for sheer elegance, mossy greens, tree bark browns, autumn scarlets, an androgynous quality, and a touch of antiquity. They invoke their environment, and they're very light on earth, so we searched for very, very fine layers of fabrics for them. This was from the press release for a popular series of fantasy movies that this woman designed the award-winning costumes for. Oh my gosh. Um... I wouldn't have gotten it. Put <laughs> it all. You can get hints from the audience, maybe. Yeah, hints, 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 hints. Weird yeah. name. Lord of the Rings. Any idea on the, the woman's name? Anyone? Phone uh, point. Uh, uh, Nagalia. Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. I actually did know that. <laughs> Dixon. Yes, exactly. She also designed costumes for Xena. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you get a bonus point. I wouldn't have gotten it. Extra points for that one. So. All right, now we have Sarah. She was strangely attired in a dress of silver cloth, white and crimson, or silver gauze as they call it. She kept the front of, the, of her dress open, and one could see the whole of her bosom and passing low, and often she would open the front of, the, of this robe with her hands as if she was too hot. This was the description recorded by the French ambassador after meeting with what? Virginal monarch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Queen Elizabeth? No. Virginal. Yes? Yes! yes. 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 <laughs> she wasn't known as, like, the slutty queen. <laughs> That, yeah. As you can see, the uh, questions yes. aren't you know, totally rocket science. I didn't but. entirely believe the movie Elizabeth, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and one more from Sarah. Okay. What a costume designer does is a cross between magic and camouflage. We create the illusion of changing the actors into what they are not. We ask the public to believe that every time they see a performer on the screen, he's become a different person. So said the costume designer for movies such as The Sting and Sunset Boulevard, who won more Oscars than any other woman. She was also parodied in cartoon form in the movie The I Incredibles. Edith Head? Yes! Yeah. 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 So, so Katie got all of our questions right. 
So, so you can have my my voice on your home answering machine. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Building <laughs> 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 a matching phone. A frock flicker ribbon for your bag. Thank you, Our next contestant is Bess. Come on down. Come on down, down Bess. Now, we specifically chose Bess for this because we think she's going to know a lot about the subject area, so she'll really be able to bring her expertise Definitely. to the table. Okay, so this is probably going to be Please do so sit up. Bess, tell us a bit about yourself. Yes. Introduce yourself and okay. to, the, to the audience. Who are you and what are your costume? <laughs> I'm Bess Silva. Known commonly is my lady's wardrobe and I specialize in Elizabethan costuming and it you know it sounds like you're not from around here I'm not <laughs> <laughs> where are you from then Bess I'm from England <laughs> where's that just off the world <laughs> I'm from old Blasey and yeah. and I, I hear you um, spend some time in some you know oldie-fashioned costumes for some period of chunk of a year or something yes like that. I go back in time I have a time machine I go back in time and I live as a tutor for three weeks in the year and, and who doesn't hate her now no. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's at that's at Kentwell Hall in Suffolk wonderful Thank you. well we've chosen you for a game called not my costume <laughs> the game where we quiz an incredibly smart costumer on a topic she knows nothing about <laughs> You're going to be playing To Boldly Go Where No Spandex Has Gone Before. <laughs> Three questions about Hollywood costumer William Ware Theis and his designs for the original Star Trek TV show. <laughs> While the show seemed so futuristic, we often forget it was produced in the late 1960s. <laughs> the era of the miniskirt. <laughs> Swinging London, Carnaby Street and the introduction of the bikini. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> Bill Spice had the contemporary audience in mind when... I, I, I gotta stop that. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's irritating. Okay. Bill Spice had the contemporary audience in mind when he created sex pot outfits for Captain Kirk's string of alien hotties. Ow. Among Trekkies, these costumes are known to embody the Thice titillation theory, <laughs> which is an actual, this is an actual thing. Thice titillation theory. This is in books. Um, how it's did in the books, it must be real. It's real. Yeah. yeah. I, there's re I researched I this. I know. Seriously. I did, this is serious. Yeah. This, I got documentation. Okay. Is this this is our serious business. Okay. Okay. Right. okay. okay. How did the designer describe this theory? It's a multiple choice. A. The more spandex a woman wears, the less likely the need for a brassiere. B. The degree to which a costume is considered sexy is directly proportional to how accident-prone it appears to be. Or C. The most erogenous zone on a female body is the side of the hip. Show that in an episode and ratings skyrocket. I have the faintest idea. I'm going to go for C. C. The most erogenous zone on a female body is the side of the hip. Show that in episode and ratings skyrocket. Are you sure? 
No. <laughs> All right. Actually, the actual theory, the isolation theory, and this is in actual study. He said this and wrote this. And actually, Lauren knew this, which <laughs> you scared the crap out of me. Okay. Yes, it is. It is B. The degree to which a costume uh, is considered sexy is directly proportional to how accident approach. Accident prone it appears to be. How how likely it's going to oh, be falling, falling off, off or ripping yeah. or <laughs> ripping or tearing or just killing I mean, somebody falling off seriously <laughs> or it's just oh, right yeah any how moment. how it looks yeah, yeah. any <laughs> moment this could just okay. melt Same. away right yeah and then she'd be naked I know she could be <laughs> but that's all right you have two more chances yes, good. two so more chances we completely get those wrong as well all right but, you know take a good guess because they're all weird so you know. all right TV production was then as it still is. A very fast-paced environment. Thice had to design costumes quickly and often on a minimal budget. What material did he actually use on screen? A. Red foam placemats <laughs> to create alien armor for the episode Elan of Troyes. B. A drain pipe fitting for the mouth of the M113 salt creature in the episode The Man Trap. Or C. Shiny Christmas garland for the Klingon sashes in the episode Day of the Dove. All three? <laughs> oh, there's no D, sorry. No, right? yeah. Either foam placemats for alien armor, a drain pipe fitting for the mouth, or shiny Christmas garland for Klingon sashes. Well, the audience says audience. Oh, you you peeped. The audience says A. I'm scared that the audience knows the answer. It is indeed A. There are actual pictures of this online, and you can totally look at it. You can see. Yeah, that's a placemat. All right, you've got one. So you've got one more chance because you only need two out of three. Did I mention that? You need two out of. I'm sorry. Two out of three. And I still do. 1960s Kirk is hot. He is He's hot. totally He's hot. He's totally hot. I like him I in the Priceline commercials, but I'm a dork. All right. <laughs> okay. You are. He's still hot. So when Gene Roddenberry, rest his soul, uh, created the first Star Trek revival with the show Star Trek The Next Generation, he asked Bill Thice, who is still alive at the time, he's also passed away, to design the new Starfleet uniforms, the very first new after, you know, 30 years, for the next Enterprise crew. Which of these non-standard designs by Thice were actually used in the series? <laughs> a short sleeve jumpsuit with a tall flared collar worn by men. A thigh-length one-piece dress worn by men. A jumpsuit with cut-out side panels worn by men or women. Which was actually used in the series of those... Admittedly, rather strange designs. Seriously? I'm, Are you I'm, old, I'm school? old school? Oh. Old school only. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, I'm new school, actually. Well, Katie is... You're going to say B. Got a B. It's a dress, a collar, it's a collar, a dress, or a, a jumpsuit with cutout pants. I've seen some of those. It was actually I'm going to go for B. B, yes. B, yes. <laughs> there actually was a short dress worn by men that was used in the back you can see in the background I remember Captain Picard wearing it yes yeah of course you remember Captain Picard wearing it yes and, and you can find sketch these sketches online too it's actually pretty freaky well thank you Bess you have totally gotten two out of three not my costume very awesome thank you so much thank you awesome alright so remember when you're feeling very small and insecure how amazingly unlikely is your birth?
And pray that there's intelligent life somewhere up in space Cause there's bugger all down here on Earth And now we'd like to ask Lauren to come join us Because <laughs> she's such an expert She knows everything She knows everything yeah, She's scaring me burn. <laughs> You guys are asking me to get Elizabeth in costume stuff I'm going to crash and burn <laughs> No, we're not Unfortunately, It's even better yeah. This one's Canada. Okay. Lauren, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little about yourself as a costumer or anything else? Yep, Lauren, dear Lauren, I've decided that my two favorite time periods are time periods with big butts. The 1780s, exactly. Because <laughs> I don't need to. No, anyway, uh, 1780s and the the 1880s. Yeah, so I, I'd say those are my favorites. And where are you from? Virginia, but originally, originally Virginia. California. That's yeah. the area. She's a transplanter. Yeah, yeah. Cool. we miss you terribly. Yeah, 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 you, you need guys. to come home. So good to see you. Okay, so this game is called Everything I Learned About Costumes I Learned from eBay. <laughs> we are going to read parts of the description of a costume, really, offered for sale on eBay. Oh boy. You need to guess what era or theme the costume is supposed to be from. Okay. Okay. Not vintage, we're talking. Yes. These are costumes, oh, yeah, okay. reproduction costumes available for sale in the last month on eBay. Okay. Wow. Costume number one. And you're guessing the era or theme. Okay. The overdress and detachable sleeves are made with a multicolor, shades of blue and purple with tan, gray, and black, poly cotton material. The sleeves are lined with a grayish purple, almost gunmetal color, satin, and trimmed in silver scroll gimp. There is also silver scroll gimp down the front of the overdress. The bodice of the overdress is lined in sturdy black poly cotton material and laces with black silver cording through antique brass grommets. The bodice is boned on the inside of the grommet so it can be laced pretty tight without pulling on the grommets. The chemise and overskirt is made of the same grayish purple satin that lines the sleeves of the overdress. It's a long one. The chemise has an elastic ne neckline and elastic around the wrists. The skirt has a drawstring waist. The French hood is made from the satin from the chemise and skirt. It has buckram inside to make it sturdy. It also has the same silver gimp trim that is on the overdress and has hand-sewn purple beads adorning the crown of it. There is a black veil that is attached to the top that hangs down the back. What era or theme do you think this costume is? I think it sounds like it's supposed to be Tudor. Okay, close. <laughs> Give her a little help. Um, what came after Tudor? Well, no, what's more broadly? What would they say <laughs> in their description on eBay? Um, Renaissance Fair Princess? <laughs> that is so close. I'm going to give it to you for okay, that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> It's a Renaissance medieval gown. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. 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 Renaissance fair princess is pretty good. Is All right. No, it's not. Unfortunately, so on the right track there. Okay. So the next one. No peek. I'm not. No peeking. I'm on your side. Okay. Good. All right. This set consists of a long outer jacket, sleeveless vest, pants, two lace cuffs, and a lace cravat, made from iridescent blues and mauves sateen. <laughs> In very good condition. <laughs> Will fit medium to large man. Just add a hat and a sword and a pair of swashbuckling boots. Well, what this is a pirate is costume. costume? Okay, yes, but it's also, it's many things it's to also, many people. It's um, also an 18th century costume. No, it's a little earlier. Oh, okay. Think about applications. No, no, applications early. of where you might wear something like this. Oh, the Renaissance Fair. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, it's the Renaissance fancy court pirate. <laughs> Obviously. Wow. Actually, you can leave it there. Okay. So, okay. I, 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 all right. Seriously. This one I'm very proud of. Oh, yes. 
<laughs> you have to do it in a right tone of, of course. <laughs> this lovely dress is made from a beautiful polyfloral print and coordinating solid purple poly. This pretty dress has Peter Pan collars. The bodice front has an eyelet inset with eyelet lace and black ribbon trim. It also has three black buttons. <laughs> the gathered sleeves have elastic in the ends. The lovely skirt is pleated. Thank God. This pretty dress closes in the back with a zipper for easy dressing. Era or what era? Oh, or I'm going to guess Marie Antoinette. No. <laughs> no. Um, a little later. later. Um, a little later. A little later. <laughs> this one's pretty good. Okay, this is this is going Peter to Pan be... collar, eyelet, purple buttons, poly, buttons, um, elastic zippers. <laughs> <laughs> 1982. Yeah. <laughs> Renaissance fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Oh, sorry. Um, that's all right. Okay, let's see. Hmm. Come on, just throw out some things. Uh, Little House on the Prairie. Oh! oh so close. So close. <laughs> so pioneer one. is one. Yes. It is one. We just Add Pioneer. More. Um, but it's more. It's wait, many wait, things. There's more. Pioneer, Bicentennial, <laughs> Little House on the Prairie, Holly Hobby, uh, Ye Oldie Days Dress. Even though it's actually a Victorian Titanic Pioneer Dress. Fabulous suit of ruffs. I'm absolutely <laughs> jealous. Like to make them. No, that's okay. <laughs> and also a really good effigy course. Yes, yeah. she did make the effigy course. All right. So, Lindsay, introduce yourself. <laughs> my name is Lindsay Eastman. Pull, pull, pull a little closer. Um, my name is Lindsay Eastman. I uh, am a trained theater costumer, but I don't really do that anymore because no. I do just historical stuff now. <laughs> so, I'm mainly 16th century, hoping awesome. to branch out soon. And where are you from? I'm from Central Illinois. Excellent. All right. Far away. Well, I specifically picked this one for you. I think you're going to do really well. <laughs> yeah. Uh -oh. And it uh, matches up well. Okay. You know, yeah. So this game is called... Sarah's... Sarah, this okay, one? please. You said my name Oh, I didn't see it. <laughs> read the script. No, you can <laughs> no, Sarah hasn't read one. Okay. Showtime's The Tudors. Fact or fiction? <laughs> Sarah. That's me. <laughs> Sorry, I, didn't, I just read it. I'm, I know. I am retarded today. It's been a long day, and I haven't even had anything to drink yet. It's we'll, almost we'll, we'll 2 p.m. Yeah. Okay, so the Tudor's miniseries plays, yes, fast and loose with history, <laughs> in both content and costume. And the accompanying website purports a number of laughably ridiculous historical costume, quote-unquote, <laughs> Each of us will read from one of these facts. Those are air quotes. <laughs> Two of them are from the Tudor Wiki site, and one is invented. Your job is to guess which fact we've made up. <laughs> All right, the first one. A codpiece 
is an inverted triangular piece of material sewn into the hose around a man's groin and held groin. closely <laughs> groin. Uh, and held closely by string ties. Later, it would become padded and boned and oversized and used to carry a small weapon or jewels. Hence the term family jewels. <laughs> All right, so that's option number one. Yes. Again, one of these is made up. Okay, so option number two. Because people didn't bathe very often, they had a lot of lice and fleas. Everyone wore hats so you wouldn't see the bugs in their hair. <laughs> Oh, that's so true. <laughs> and option number three. Okay, option number three is women wore a kind of petticoat called a smock or shift or chemise made of linen or wool with a wool dress over it. All right. So one of two of those are fact. <laughs> two are true. And one, one of those fake. is fiction. I'm going to guess the B is the fiction. You're right. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. That was good. Yes. Yes. Round of applause. Yes, the other two are fiction. from the Tudors. Yes. Yeah. Right. And Hence where we get the term family, family jewels. jewels. Right. <laughs> of course. And yes, women wore a wool smock. Or chemise or shift. And a petticoat. Called or petticoat. Yes, because yeah. that would be really comfortable. Yes. Okay. And they call it all those things. <laughs> right. Yes. All right. Yay! Yay! quiz one more game all right and this is for bernadette all righty oh these are clever Kendra will introduce actually right. first why don't you please, introduce, yourself? introduce yourself tell us a little bit about yourself sure my name is bernadette dion i'm here from oregon all right. and um this is my first costume con great welcome um Got involved in costuming through the Society for Creative Anachronism. Cool. So, You're one of my kind. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the first time I've done costumes that are not SCA related. Oh, oh yeah. neat. So, awesome. As you can tell. Yes. <laughs> she's, she's dressed as a, uh, an early 21st century female from yes. the <laughs> northwestern United States. Very exotic. <laughs> very, very historically accurate. Yes. The, de the detail work is stunning. It is. It's amazing. I've worked at it. It's yeah. really wonderful. I really applaud that. Right. I think if we, you were in like historical masquerade, I think you totally would. Yes. <laughs> so, are you a fan of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me? Actually, I have not seen it. Oh, you okay. Well, then, those of you who are will understand, this is the Listener Limerick Challenge. All right. So, we are going to read three limericks, and you need to fill in the missing piece, which luckily is the last piece, so yes. listen to the oh, rhyming. Oh, goodness. Okay? So, and we can read them more than once yes. for you. So, Thank it's you. just a rhyming word. Yep. All right. So, the first one is, for most costumers, to dress up is a lark. Drinking tea, wearing hats and gloves in the park. But some costumers are mean. Nitpicking things too small to be seen. Apparently, they have nothing better to do than to... Bark. Oh! No, rhymes with bark. What do mean people do? Mean people. Snark. Yay! <laughs> I was thinking of the dog. Oh, yes. 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 All right. Okay, so the second one is... The man of today wears sweatshirts, denim, and fleece. Trousers made of fabrics that promise never to crease. Our dream man, they would be mocking, with his strong calf wrapped in a stocking. But we costumers know a man looks best in a... 
You want me to read that again? Yeah. Okay, because I think I got the pi the pentameter wrong. <laughs> I, I'm going. Tristan was giving else. away. Right. <laughs> giving away. It was giving, giving a visual. Yeah. Very okay. The man of today wears sweatshirts, denim, and fleece. Trousers made of fabrics that promise never to crease. Our dream man, they would be mocking, with his strong calf wrapped in a stocking. But we costumers know a man looks best in a... Codpiece? Yeah! Looks better out of it. You know he's Yes. That is in honor of Tristan's husband, Thomas. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right. Don't, okay. that, yeah. And you know, uh, if you've listened to our podcast before, obviously you can see where that comes from. Right, yes. <laughs> Tristan has a thing for a boy in a costume. All yes. right. Limerick number three. Shows off his good looks. Yeah. Elizabeth Bennett could be something of a flirt. With Mr. Darcy, she was invariably pert. Austin's writing is adept. Over Kira, she would have wept. Forget social nuance. Obviously, we need more pigs and... Uh, Will you read it again? Yes, please. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Pay attention to the rhymes in the first two lines. Yeah, okay. that's firm. Yeah, I know. It gets confusing. All right. Elizabeth Dennett could, Bennett excuse me, could be something of a flirt. With Mr. Darcy, she was invariably pert. Austin's writing is adept. Over Kira, she would have wept. Forget social nuance. Obviously, we need more pigs and... <laughs> Skirts? No. Uh, um, dirt? Yes! Yay! <laughs> and, and for those perhaps on Live Journal, that's a little shout out to our dear friend Sophisticate and uh, her pride and prejudice and pigs. pigs. Yes. yes. <laughs> because obviously pride and prejudice was all about the pigs. Exactly. Oh, yes. Yes. Pigs in the dirt. Right. Yay! Well, wow, that actually comes in like about half an hour. So um, those of you who've been listening and who were um, very sad that you weren't here playing our games uh, don't have to be sad anymore because you weren't teased with a you know, huge, giant, long podcast of not being here. Um, <laughs> so before we leave, we have a few predictions. I'm going to close out this episode. We'll leave you each with our predictions of what will be the next great <laughs> costume movie. <laughs> Uh, the devil wears worth. He said Paris. <laughs> he said Paris aflame with his bustle grounds. Gowns. <laughs> he dressed princesses and debutantes. But was he a slave driver to his assistants? Did he drink absinthe? Was he really gay? <laughs> Finally, we see the real story about the original king of fashion, Charles Frederick Worth. <laughs> Battlefield Austin. <laughs> In the far distant future, Captain Darcy lands on the planet of sensibility and is mobbed by a lost colony of fiercely witty spinsters led, led by the warrior queen Emma. Can he be persuaded to fight back or is he just too proud to jump in the lake with Fanny? <laughs> Alright. <laughs> and then, dear reader, I shagged him silly. <laughs> Jane Eyre goes on a swinging sex romp through the 1840s. 
Forget stuffy old Mr. Rochester with his mad woman in the attic. This, this governess wants some action, and she's out to get it. Rated NC-17. Absolutely no one under 17 admitted. <laughs> if any of these movies makes it to the big screen or goes straight to DVD, we'll make sure to review it on a future episode of Frock Flicks. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us here live at CostumeCon 26 in San Jose, California. Thank you to our lovely, lovely original Broadway recording cast. Thank you to everyone who's playing our game. Uh, thank you for the audience, and thank you for everyone who tuned in listening. And this uh, will be online at some point. And, uh, and our next episode, we'll go back to actually listening to movies and yeah, being you know. boring. And, and just we're going to do something different, of us. I think. We're going yeah, to get out of the 18th and 16th centuries and kind of go we'll, we'll do something yeah. different. Yeah, we don't something know what. Yeah. The next Star Trek movie? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. historical yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that'd be fun. Uh, wait, right. We'll see. We'll snark in the future. Snarking into the future. Dun, dun, dun. So there we go. Uh, All right. Thanks thanks Thank you, guys. (laughs) That was Tristan. (laughs) No, it was Sarah. It was Sarah. It was Sarah. (laughs)